everybody, this is Alan Peterson, and you're listening to Meet the Thriller Author. And I'm glad to be back after a two-month self-imposed hiatus from the show. I was uh, zeroing in and focusing on two books that I'm working on that I'm trying to get ready here to publish. So I was focusing on that, and so I um, hadn't been doing the show. But I'm really excited to be back because I really like the show. I really like talking to other thriller authors. And uh, the feedback that I've been getting getting from listeners like yourself has been awesome. So thank you very much. And uh, we are back. I have some great uh, authors already lined up uh, to take us through the end of this year. And uh, working on getting some uh, new authors uh, ready for to start the two, 2016. Because that is just around the corner. That is just incredible how fast this year has gone by. But uh, we kick things off again here uh, with a, a thriller author, M.P. McDonald. Uh, she's awesome. She writes uh, best-selling thrillers, uh, Deeds of Mercy, uh, March into Madness, uh, No Good Deed. That is some, some of her books in the Mark Taylor series. And she's also writing a second series with uh, one of the other, her characters, uh, C.J. Sheridan. And uh, Shoot is out, and she's working on uh, those two series. So we're going to talk to her about her books uh, what, what inspires her, motivates her. And so without further ado, here we go. Hi, Mary. How are you? Hi, Alan. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. Thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. I really appreciate it. I'm honored to be asked. Uh, so uh, before I start with the questions, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm married, have three kids, two grown. One is in high school. I work as a respiratory therapist when I'm not writing books. And I was able to go part-time on that though partially because of my book, so that's always a plus. Can't think of anything else. I have pretty, you know, not typical thriller life, no exciting. <laughs> well, that's most of us, right? <laughs> right, exactly. And so now why did you uh, decide to write thrillers? Were you a fan of the genre from before? Well, I, I did read a lot growing up because I borrowed my dad's books, and he read Tom Clancy and Grisham and, you know, all those kinds of books. But when I started writing my first one, No Good Deed, I didn't realize it was a thriller. Someone else told me it was. So I was like, oh, really? Okay. So that's kind of how it, it became a thriller. Had you written anything else before, or was that like your first attempt? It was my first attempt at writing. I've been writing a long time since the early 90s, um, had written some stories, a lot of fan fiction, that kind of thing. Um, and my first book kind of started uh, as a shorter story, a, a one-scene I think 1,200 words or something in response to a challenge, and it just kept growing. People wanted more. What happened next? So it, it became a full-length novel. And so that's the, the, Mark, the Mark Taylor series you have out? That's the one that started like that? Right. No Good Deed was the first one I wrote. Were you have a, any thriller authors that influenced you when you started to write? I like Dean Koontz. I really liked one of his books from the 90s. I think it was Lightning. That one, I always like the time travel aspect of stuff like that. You know, I read some Stephen King and stuff. I can't really say one of them was a, a solid influence. I had a lot of authors I really liked and tried to pull a little bit from each of them. Do you have time to read or do you pretty much focused with your, uh, with your, uh, with your two jobs? <laughs> I, I go in spurts. You know, I, I'll read. The other week, I read a couple books. I read the sequel to One Second After, uh, one year later. I think it was one year after. Um, that was a good book. And then I read a romance right after that. So just totally everything, you know, romance, thriller, you know, time travel book, sci-fi. Uh, John Campbell, he writes a good series called the Lost Fleet series. Oh, I'll have to check that one out. I haven't heard that one. 
Yeah, it's good. Where you, you said that your first book, when you first started writing it, it was a, uh, a challenge. So how, how do you get your ideas for your books? How do you get your ideas for that book and for your uh, the other books that came in the series? Well, that challenge was specifically how did your character put your character in a padded room and have them wake up, wonder how they got there. Oh, wow. So <laughs> my first scene was my character waking up, wondering why he's in this room. And I kind of came up with an I just read something in the paper about a real life enemy combatant um, who was being held. And I thought, gosh, I wonder if somebody who was actually innocent, if they woke up and the people thought they were crazy, you know, they're accusing him of terrorism, but he's not. And how would he react? And so that was the, the beginning of that scene. Oh, wow. So that's been the whole, the, the, the whole series. Oh, I, I could just get goosebumps just thinking about it, waking up <laughs> in a straight jacket. Boom aspect out. He actually wakes up in a, not wakes up. He's in a cell. He doesn't wake up wondering how he got there. He just is. But um, that's how it started. He woke up and why am I here? <laughs> so now do you find when you're writing, do you, uh, are you influenced by like uh, pop culture or television uh, or to try to. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like the, uh, the TV shows like quantum leap and early edition and person of interest, all those that have that, you know, where the person knows something and they're trying to help others. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the whole premise of my book. My series is, is very similar to those kinds of books or TV shows. And do you uh, do you incorporate anything on your real life into your writing? Like, uh, well, yeah, the very first scene in No Good Deed is a scene of a baby being saved, given CPR by the character. And unfortunately, that was a real baby that I worked on in my day job. But unfortunately, there was no Mark Taylor around for that baby, so. You know, that was kind of my way to, to fix that outcome. Taking a real-life experience, but then how you would have preferred it to turn out. Right, exactly. Oh, wow. It, apart from uh, stuff like that, are there any similarities with the, with yourself or with, like, uh, family and friends and your, that wind up in your books and your, uh, as characters or something? None of them wound up as characters, but I wanted all my characters to have very uh, common names because I kind of like anybody, and especially accurate names for their ages. You know, guy in his 40s at the time this is set isn't going to have a real trendy name, you know. And, and so their names are Mark and Jim and Dan and Bill. Well, I have brothers named Dan and Bill and, and Jim. My dad's name is Jim. And I didn't intend it to be at all like them. But, you know, I figure, well, there's enough of them in my family. They'll all think it's about the other one. <laughs> there you go. You'll, so, you'll, you'll please everybody at once. <laughs> yeah, I've got a brother named Jim, a brother-in-law, a dad. So they can all say, well, it's not me. It's him. Do you do you find that, like, when you're writing, um, what are some of the challenges? Like, uh, do you do, like, a lot of research? Or uh, how, how's your writing process work out? Uh, yeah, I did do a lot of research, especially for No Good Deed, um, because, you know, I don't know anything about terrorism and enemy combatants and just what I'd read in the newspaper. Thankfully, there's Google and, you know, I was able to find some stuff and I actually found stuff that was, had just been recently declassified and it was like a hundred pages of these memos between someone in charge of the prison. It didn't actually say who it was. All that was redacted. And then um, it was actually between two people in the prison system discussing the, this real life enemy combatant and his day-to-day trials, like, you know, he wanted books, and sorry, you know, we sent that through, we don't know if he can get them, you know, kind of little things like that that you wouldn't normally find. Um, It didn't talk about any of the interrogation, but there was another um, transcript of of an actual interrogation from uh, Guantanamo that I read. 
which didn't have any waterboarding in it, but it was still, you know, they were actually very surprisingly, you know, stopping to do medical checks on him every so often. And they're just questioning him. He was sitting in a chair. But still, it was it was pretty interesting to read that. So it's pretty exciting to find something like that was declassified. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it's I, I on my old blog. I just re uh, did my whole website, so I don't have it linked anymore. But I had the links to you know that on the internet, so I'll have to dig that up and put them back in my blog somewhere. Yeah, do you find that with your with your readers, with your fans, do they uh, enjoy seeing that like kind of like behind the scenes, or do you kind of keep it a little bit more? Well, some do, but I get a lot of reviews that say you know there's too much about the actual torture. <laughs> Although I counted at one time, there were only eight paragraphs of the actual in a you know three hundred page book, but the rest yeah, is just fun. leading up to it and you know the character's reaction. So. Yeah, hard, hard to please everyone at, yeah. at, at times. That was <laughs> like, wow, it really made me think, and you know, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so now, uh, where do you usually uh, when you when you're writing your your books, where do you usually write them? Do you at your home, or do you at have home. do you go someplace at home? Yeah, I I went to a bookstore yesterday, a little cafe, but it's not normal. Um, I usually sit in my recliner, put in my earbuds, so nobody will talk to me. Um, but that's usually a signal to talk to me, you know. <laughs> and so, mom, mom, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes of course that's not, yeah that's not gonna stop that <laughs> no no and so uh what's your uh when you're uh, what's your typical writing uh day i know it's hard to ask about typical but uh. i um well especially when i wrote my first four books i was still working full-time <clears throat> so some of my day shifts were 12-hour shifts i'd leave the house at 5 25 and come home about seven o'clock at night so i was lucky if i got any writing done those days but um, the other days when I did just an eight-hour shift or didn't work, I have a friend and we write simultaneously, kind of like in these little writing sessions. We'll get online. She lives in Texas. And uh, we're going to start writing at 7 o'clock and we'll go till 8.30. And then we get back and exchange our uh, what we had written. And just for some instant feedback and kind of motivation, like I can't sit here knowing that she's going to send me her stuff and I can't say, whoops, I didn't write anything. So, you know, I, I feel like that keeps me working at it because I don't want to disappoint her that I didn't write anything. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. like a, yeah, like a, a writing buddy sort of. But they're not working on like the same books together. Now, so. Oh, wow. But separate books, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're not writing together. Yeah. my books and we read them so, you know, we know each other. You know, I can kind of catch a little things. But we don't actually beta read unless she wants me to at the end. But we don't do it as we're going. You know, I, I don't critique her stuff unless it's something really obvious or some embarrassing mistake um, with a typo or something. Do you have a, any other series that you're that you're working on, or is it the you're focusing on the one? Well, I have the Mark Taylor series, and that's five books. But I recently started a spinoff series. I have one book completed for that. It's called the C.J. Sheridan series or thriller, thrillers. Um, I took a character that I had introduced in the last book. He's actually the son of one of the main characters and um, kind of have him carry on the the thing. He's a little bit younger, a little edgier. So that was kind of my thinking. Kinda. Oh, so oh, so it's, uh, what was the uh, reaction to your readers from that? Like they were spitting off a character. Do you hear any feedback? or They seem to like it. The, the reviews for the last book, when it kind of hinted that that might happen, people were like, oh, I hope it continues. And um, some people didn't. They 
or didn't want to lose Mark mm-hmm. Taylor, but he's still a big part of the series. So, you know, he's just not the main focus yeah. anymore. He's more of, you know, a mentor. Yeah, I can't remember when Michael Connolly's doing that with Harry Bosch because he's getting too old. So now he's got the younger, yeah. But yeah, that's it. I didn't know uh, Michael Connolly was doing that. I haven't read the, that series of his. I've read a few things of his, but not yeah. that. Oh, interesting. I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. Well, he's still kind of there, but yeah, he's more of a mentor than the, the younger detective, Lucia. I can't remember her last name. She's now kind of like the, the detective. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a Batman and Robin yeah. kind of thing, yeah. you know? Leave Robin wherever to get some power of his yeah, own. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good idea. It gives me an idea too, because my character is getting kind of old. So, <laughs> well, yeah, fifty mm-hmm. in, the, in in the thriller world. <laughs> Although I recently get some uh, feedback from somebody didn't like that this newer, edgier character swears a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And I just had to like, I have boys that are you know over the age of him at this time. This is set, and you know they're in their late twenties now, and. Although they don't swear much around me, they do swear. <laughs> yeah, that's just what they do. So is that where your is that your current works in progress? Then is in, this, in the new series? Yeah, I have the first book finished. That one's called Shoot. Um, the second one, I'm about halfway done, and it's called I think it's going to be called Focus. So there's a camera at the center of it. So that's kind of um, although the first one kind of has a a play on the word shoot. Is it could mean camera shoot or with a gun. So you know, that's kind of the the play on words. And do you are, are you leaving yourself open to going back to Mark Taylor or? Yeah, I think I am. If if I think of something good yeah. for him, I'm I might. It, I really like the character. It's fun to write. Where do you get the t- your titles? I, I love the titles of your books. They're very uh, kind of really jump out at you. Oh well, no good deed is about the title of every other book out there. If you do a search, there's a whole oh. bunch. But um. March into Hell, I got that from uh, Don Quixote, that one of the songs um, in the musical. Oh. It's a line. And then Deeds of Mercy is a Shakespeare one, but it tied in then with No Good Deed, and actually the meaning of it was very similar. And March into Madness, actually a, a reviewer called March into Hell by the wrong name, called it March into Madness. Oh. I thought, oh, that's an awesome name for a book. So I, I Oh, took wow, that's great. <laughs> Reader-inspired reader title. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, how long does it take you uh, to usually from when you start writing till it's ready to be published? You know, I'm not. I'm not very mm-hmm. fast. I'm I, probably nine months if I'm on a good. That's probably average. There's some that have been longer. Some uh, March into Hell was about six months, but uh, in general, it's it's nine, ten months. I'm trying to work on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the speed. The speed of publishing now is such pressure on that one. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like someone told me they thought I was doing, um, I was just going so fast, you know, some of my Facebook uh, friends. And it only was because I had a, a, I did write a romantic suspense in there, but it was one I started right after I did No Good Deed, only because I was querying that one to agents, and I'm like, well, what do I do while I'm waiting? And someone's like, well, start your next book. So I did, I started romantic suspense, and it sat there for like four years unfinished, and finally I was like, oh, I'm just going to finish it. So I finished it, and then you know a month or two later, finished another book, and people are like, "Wow, you write so fast!" <laughs> and I was like, "Wow." No. <laughs> I was like, "No, that was you know I started that in January of 2010, and it didn't get published till May of 2014. So, <laughs> yeah. wasn't fast. And when did you publish that No Good Deed? Is that uh... that was in June of 2010? Oh, okay, so. 
That's five years old wow. now. Wow. Time flies, huh? <laughs> yeah. Can't believe it. And, um, and so this is the one when you started uh, uh, writing the with with uh, Mark Taylor. Um, do the characters do you stay true to the characters, or do they like change when you're writing it? Do they kind of like get away from you? How does that? Or, or are you pretty? Once you have an idea in your head, you kind of just pretty much go. They do. Um, originally, I had a character in um, No Good Deed, Jim Sheridan. He's he's the CIA guy who's doing the torturing. And, but I couldn't see him as being like this bad person, you know, he's doing what he thinks he's doing to help the country. And so when it came out, you know, it, instead of him just being a character, a minor character that eventually is gone, he comes back and he's actually in all the books and it's his son who carries on the, um, the spinoff series. So he's, he's very much in there and I didn't expect that. Oh. He kind of took on a lot, and a lot of people like him, like, you know. I couldn't help but like Jim, even though he was the guy doing the torturing in the book. So yeah, well, that's good. I add some conflict, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I do like having him and Mark kind of get at it. They're they're kind of friends now, but you know, Mark still goes back to that. You know, well, you did this to me, kind of thing. Back to that. And where are your books set? Are they like in one location, or are they like in, all over the place? Chicago. I would have loved to do New York because that's kind of, or DC, but I'm not familiar enough with those cities and i live uh just north of chicago so i you know my son did some modeling in the 90s and i did a lot of traveling to and from chicago driving the streets being in the photographers uh you know their lofts and so that came in handy because my character's a photographer so you know i thought you just you know got to use what you know that's where it comes Mm -hmm. in it's a lot easier than having to go and look up a city you've never been in and try and make sense of it. Yeah, yeah. Even though with Google and Google Maps and all that, nothing beats knowing the where you're where you're where you're riding. Down there and knowing the streets are one way and two, you know, which way to go on them and that kind yeah. of thing. So is Mark Taylor? Uh, so is is he like a, a cop or a detective or? No, nope. he is an everyday guy. He was a photographer. He stumbled upon this magic camera, and uh, realized he could see the future oh, with it. Wow, cool. And so, you know, he he bought it in Afghanistan. He had gone there with a friend. Um, and I, I kind of just did a little bit of flashback in No Good Deed on this one because um, people were saying, you know, you got to start with the action. And I wanted him to have the camera for a few years, and I didn't want him to have the whole book be really long with all this stuff leading up to 9-11. So I started and did flashbacks, but then I did go back and write a prequel a few years later. So um, he, he's just an ordinary guy, and he finds his stuff, and he's just kind of using it and stumbling along, you know, as, as he figures it out. So you mentioned kind of a couple of different genres there, huh? like thrillers. and a little, is it, is it, Was it considered a little bit of sci-fi or, yeah? A little bit of sci-fi. Some people consider it um, sci-fi. I always, like I said, I like Quantum Leap mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So kind of like a Quantum Leap sci-fi. Yeah. Realistic, but not really. Yeah, that was a great show. I remember that show back in the days. Yeah, I love yeah. that show. Yeah. So is there, um, what are you working on right now then? Uh, I'm working on um, the next book, Focus, halfway through. Um, and then I, I have uh, got a bunch of stuff unfinished. I'm sure you probably oh, do yes. too. You know, I have all these started. I have dystopian books started, totally different. Two of them actually, two different ones. Um, I have a romance book I'm writing that I may publish under a different name. 
Um, actually, I'm trying to get that done for Christmas, just a little short one. I already bought the cover, so I got to finish <laughs> that's, the book. Yeah, that's what I do that sometimes, too, to give me a little push. Well, I already spent the money, so I better finish. I got to hurry up now. Yeah. <laughs> I got out of sale, but it was it was a pre-made. It was perfect for what I, a scene I had already written, so, oh, I got to buy it. And so do you, do you find... Um, uh, do you inter- interact a lot on Facebook and Twitter with your readers? Um, more so on mm-hmm. Facebook. I, I have Twitter followers, but I think they're all other authors. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I don't know if any. I think there's like one reader. I have one person on Twitter who will reliably retweet stuff and comment on it. But usually it's when it goes from my Facebook page and you know how it will automatically mm-hmm. go to Twitter too. Um so she'll respond to my author Facebook page tweets. So you mostly focus but, on Facebook? There's so many other social media stuff out there. I do. <laughs> if, you know, it's weird because if I write, if I post about a new book or something, it's like crickets. But if I ask for, you know, I need a name real quick of a, a character. Oh, my gosh. I get like, you know, dozens and dozens of responses. And it's like, I can't use all these names. <laughs> I have to pick one. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. I never thought about that, asking yeah, I needed one real quick because I was writing a scene. I was like, oh, I can't think of a name. So I just quick posted and went back to writing and went back to my Facebook like 30 minutes later and had a whole list of of names to choose from. Oh, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty nice. And, and do you use one of them? I did, but I just realized the other day I can't use it. Um, I'm going to have to go and do a find replace thing oh, yeah. because I, I was going to name the character Dane, but I realized I have a Dan. And Dane and Dan, and they're both in the Chicago Police Department. That would be too confusing. Yeah. So, and Dan is established. He's been in the other books. I didn't realize he was going to make an appearance in this one, but he does. So, <laughs> so how many pages are your books usually? Um, about three hundred and twenty, three twenty-five, like ninety thousand words in that range. Um, though I'm trying to make the spinoffs a little shorter because I'm hoping that I can do them mm-hmm. faster. And it seems like people were liking the. Shorter books. I don't know if that's changed though. No, I, I agree with that. I found that out too. Uh, people, pref- I think they prefer yeah shorter and just you know like I've gotten that too. Like I went too much. Oh, you're explaining things too much. Just get on with it, you know, kind of stuff. So <laughs> I think people like it like a little short. Yeah, but then you get people who say it's you know it was too short. Yeah. And I price it less than my longer yeah. works. Well, that's like, yeah, that's the whole thing. You really can't please everybody, so <laughs> you got to do what you got to do for the story. Yeah, and I, I felt, felt that the action was better in shoot just because it was moving along quite a bit. You use the same person for all your book covers? Yeah. Oh, me. really? You do your own <laughs> book covers? Wow. Yeah, I did my book covers. Those are really nice. Uh, I had some help for uh, my original No Good Deed. I don't know. If you see the audiobook one, I don't know if you have that one. That one was done by another author, Imogen, Imogen Rose way back in like 2011 but she told me you know like what font she used and I had bought the picture so I've actually redone it a few times added things but just recently I put a new cover on there um, with the guy with the bars I don't know if you see that one on Amazon for good for no good deeds yeah it's like a, a kind of a, a cityscape oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I did that one just recently oh yeah I see the bars and, yeah yeah it's just kind of a you know a faint image of that, and then um, Deeds of Mercy. But I did, yeah, I did all the other wow, ones. Oh, well, yeah, you have, you have pretty good talent on that because they look very nice. For, like, yeah, oh, I, I never would have thought that uh, you did those yourself. So I, I, I have to go out and get a professional because mine is just like slapping text on a picture. It doesn't work. Actually, March into Madness, I did buy um, 
the cover, but I changed the font after I, it was a pre, not pre-made, Tara Schuler from Keyboards did mm-hmm. it. And, um, but I, I went and changed the, um, the text a bit because it was to make it match my other books. And then, um, I had to buy go ahead and buy the image anyway. I found it and bought it because I needed it for my audio book. So I made the cover, you know, pretty much like mm-hmm. she did for my audio books. Do you have uh, audio co- versions of all your books? All but the very last one, shoot, and that one's in production oh, okay. now. How is that? Do you, you're yeah. finding that you're getting your fans are enjoying that, or is it different? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, I had a little trouble with narrators. I have a good narrator now. I had. Um, a little difference of opinion with with one and unfortunately that narrator did my uh second and third mm-hmm. books because the way acx set it up where those two got stipends but no good deed didn't which is confusing to me because no good deed was you know had sold a lot yeah. more but um so those were done first and then he never really acted like he wanted to do anymore he got his money <laughs> So I found another guy, and I actually pushed really hard for ACX to give a stipend for No Good Deed, and they did. And then um, he stuck around, and he did uh, March into Madness, and he did, uh, he's doing Shoot, and he did Genesis, Mark Taylor Genesis. Oh, okay, so that's... Oh, that... And I had, a, I had a woman do my romantic suspense, because... I thought it would be kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How long does it take for the from it, once you finish once you publish the book, uh, does the audio come out right away or does it usually take a little bit? So we've worked together enough now that, you know, I, I gave him first dibs on, on shoot if he wanted to do it. And he did. Um, so he wasn't a, he wasn't free until October. So that's when I sent all this stuff through and it's supposed to be finished by January. Whether it, he might be running a little late. It just depends. Um, not a big deal if he if he is, but um, you know, because even though the contract on ACX might say it expired, yeah, they'll still as long as I'm not complaining, they'll still honor mm-hmm. it. There's no stipend on that one, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, well, um, and what do you, anything we want to say to, to any listeners uh, about your books or about your writing? Uh, anything? Yeah. Gosh. Putting you on the Um, spot. I just hope they enjoy them. You know, I I loved writing them. It was fun to write them. So I hope they, you know, enjoy them as much as to read them as much as I did writing them. And then the the best place for the uh, to find you is that on your website. Uh, My website or Facebook. You know, I get messages on Facebook Mm -hmm. quite a bit, and I always try to answer those as soon as I can. And I always answer emails. Facebook. And for the listeners, I'll have, I'll have links to your website and everything, uh, but it's uh, mpmcdonald.com, right, for your website? Correct. And then Facebook yeah. is uh, mpmcdonald author. Uh, uh, Facebook, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yep, and like I said, I'll have, I'll have links to all that. So, okay, well, I want to thank you very much, uh, Mary, for coming on and, and talk, to us, talk to us about your writing and your books. Uh, it's been, uh, I always like talking to the thriller authors. I think it's really cool. <laughs> Well, thank you for having me. Thank you you for listening to this episode of Meet the Thriller Author. You can visit our site at get.thrillingreads.com forward slash podcast for more information on our podcasts. And you can also subscribe to this podcast uh, on your favorite podcatcher like iTunes, the most popular one, of course. Uh, Just search for Meet the Thriller Author and you'll find me there. And I'm also on Facebook at uh, facebook.com 
forward slash meet thriller author. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your comments and your feedbacks on the shows. And I'll have a new podcast, a new interview with a thriller author. Uh, they'll be posting them every Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. And don't forget to subscribe. And please visit my author website at ellenpeterson.com. 